Okay, we have over the next couple of weeks, uh, next uh, Monday night, Tuesday night, there's no shear. Our next John Perm will be official shear. So we have this week and then Wednesday night, Amir Tzashem, and then afterwards. And we're going to try to break down the further the Tefillah Beit Sarah Gedarim, and then talk about some very basic and important uh, rules of what you're allowed to ask for in terms of the uh, quantity, quality, and most importantly, why exactly we're davening Tefillah Beis Tzara. The Tzara is generated by Kosh Baruch Hu, so why is it even Ashkafikli Mutter to try to get yourself out of it? And all these are very, very big Yisaitis and Tefillah. So we'll get to one by one. We were discussing Chana last week. Chana was the last raya we had that on Yontif we're a little bit more makel on the Balkoshis. The reason it's not a raya is what we're going to further explain now. Asking for a child is Gashmias. Everybody wants to use a Gashmias for Ruchnias, but most people are doubling up. Chana on her Madrega, you look at the Sugian Brochus, the way it explains it and the way she davened she was so I don't want to use the word forceful it's a negative word but it's positive it's all positive over here and she felt correctly that she had the ability really to almost demand can't demand anything but she said I have uh, the ability under normal circumstances to produce a child if I'm not producing a child what am I doing over here it's normally not such a kasha but she knew she was doing it 100% L'Shem Shemayim, and therefore she felt obligated to push the agenda, so to speak. Almost like a Chani Amagel drawing a circle and threatening not to leave it, which is for Chani Amagel, and Chani Amagel is not as great as Chana, the mother of Shmuel. And without going through that whole famous Gemara, but the Marsha has a comment over there where he's trying to explain the Masa Mata and the Havmi and the Maskana when Shmuel Hanavi, who was not Shmuel Hanavi yet, the young Shmuel, was just brought there, he's three years old, and first day he's there, he sees the backlog, his aren't too many kind of maduri, and Shmuel says, why wait? Shechita Kasher Bazar. So have a non kind do it, and then you'll process it, it'll save time. And he was correct, it was an unheard of din, an unheard of drasha, and the Midig was, when they had more, more kind of for sure, it's kind of did it. Azar didn't go in and do it, but the technical din is bazaar. And over there, they needed the help. But they sent him to Eli because he was Marulach Rabbi. Eli was the Gadol Adar, and he was certainly the Pesach in the base of Mikdash and the Mishkan and the Mishkan Shiva. And you know, they'll do that. Now, this young child is a child, but if he can pass in like this and Darshan and Pesach, so he's already held accountable. And Eli said, which is true for the most part in the sugya of Maruloch Meirab, the Rebbe can't be Meirchel if he wants to, because the whole Messiah is dependent on the covenant and the year of the Rebbe and the Talmud. If you don't know your place, you can't be part of the Messiah. So normally you can't be Meirchel. And that's why you have many Gemaras where there were close to Amidim of the Rabbeim and something went wrong and they didn't survive. And you don't find the Rebbe not for them being Meirchel, even though they're very upset. Here, Chana says that I davened for so long and uh, we can't lose him because she knew, Marsha says this in short, but 
she knew that her tefillah was 100% L'Shem Shemayim and the only reason it was accepted is because she wanted to have somebody who would lead Klai Yisrael and at this point in time Nechtam Eliel says this they needed this type of leadership where Klai Yisrael would have a Navua that's more Bapayal they always had Navim but Navua that would be in the form of an ongoing uh, accessibility call it and Shmuel Navi was the first such Navi that's why that's in Nevi'im, and he's going to anoint the first Malachim, because they need now to transition from the Shaftim to the Malachim. As we mentioned, Shimshon that we have to be on now is the last Shaftim. And then there's Eli, and then there's uh, Shmuel, who becomes the God of Ladar, and then Shaul and David. So, why was her tefillah accepted right now? So she understood that it was a function of X amount of years, and we're going to cover this uh, in a few weeks down the line. What is the timeline for a tefillah? What are the options? She was very patient. She davened and davened and davened and and it was uh, decades. So why was it chal now? So one part of the formula is in Shemayim there might be a gzeira that X amount of tefillahs will bring the shefer bracha. There might be a gzeira that is never going to work but the tefillah is a chal and help other things. That's always true. The tefillah is never wasted. And the fact that she was doing it for Klai Yisrael Klaisol needed this change. They needed this type of Navi Gadol and the transition to this next Tufa. And that's why she succeeded and the Tefillah was accepted. And she understood all that. And after going through this, she told Eli that he's irreplaceable. And Eli said, I'll daven, I'll give you another bracha. Because that was why, one of the many reasons it was Chal also. I remember he was Cheshed. She was under the influence of alcohol. So Levarchi gave her a bracha. That helped also. And Daily said, I'll give you another bracha. You'll have a better one. She said, impossible. So this is the part of Masha. It's impossible because he was the result of so many years of tefillah. And the result of the fact that Kaiser needed it right now and they can't start again. And he's already three under the tutelage of the Gadaladar. There was a lot of things in the perfect positive storm that it was needed now. So she said, in this case, he can't be replaced and he has to survive. So it wasn't a question of him being Michael, it was a question of uh, Eli understood the argument that this is necessary now and if the whole idea of Merlach Rabbi is to protect the Messiah, this is needed for the Messiah. So that is a two-minute version of um, what took us a few hours to explain both in the Navi Shir and I said part of this the beginning of the Tvila Shir 20 years ago and. Uh, Right, you heard those within the year. So I said part of this. I just added a little bit to it because for this Indian, what we're going to try to focus on is what are you allowed to say? We're not allowed to say what Chani, what Chani said and what Chani what, uh, Amagel said. But don't go near any of that. Don't make any demands. We're uh, not even a uh, slight fraction. We're more than Batal Bashishim in terms of the Madrega. But we ask for many things and you have to get some sort of gather what's appropriate. That's important, especially as we talk about Tefillah Beit Sarah, which is not scripted by Anshiknes Gadela. The three Tefillahs in the Ramam's Daraisa for Shacharis and Shacharis Minchamayrv is scripted. You could add things, and that's going to be a whole separate part of the Shir, when, where, how. If you're talking about Tefillah Beit Sarah, the whole thing is a reaction to the Eis Sarah. You could put that into the regular Shemon Esrei, but you could certainly add things if it comes out in the middle of the day. And say a capital and say your own Tefillah. So, the gather of how and how much is what we're going to begin discussing now. And the fact that Chana, Dav, and Dinyantif, you put all this together, 
It's not mochuch that it's a raya, the yantiv is more kal, you can ask for personal bakashas, even though we proved the point and it's true. It's more a function of Hananu, she was 100% Lashman, this was Ruchnias completely, and it was for Klai Yisrael. Klai Yisrael needed it this time, they couldn't wait, and these are all the Rayas. So that's why I'm just mentioning they talk about this. It was either on Pesach Hashfus, the Machlekes, but it was on Yantif. But it's not necessarily a Raya to this Yisrael that you're allowed to ask for Gashmias. And especially her Tfilah, she was really emotionally very charged with it to the extent that. She was davening and davening and davening. At least thought something was terribly wrong. That normally would be Asra Yantif. That's the whole Yisker Shaila. Staying there the first year for somebody, if they're getting too emotional about it, then they can't. We don't allow that on Yantif. Yantif is still more like Shabbos that we don't allow these bakars and we don't want you thinking of these things. As opposed to Chol, where you, can, you can and should bring all these things up. So, Chana, again, would not be a Raya Mukhrachas, even though to the extent she took it, sort of proves that the heter, the real heter is, it was Ruchnius and all about Klai So, that's a very brief uh, review of that Raya without going into the beginning of uh, Shmuel Aleph. Question. Yes. In regards to Yisko, uh, the prevailing minhag is that people go out if they're, if they're not... The first year is the Shaila. No, no, no. Uh, they're not saying Yisko. Oh, yeah. That's also Ayn Hara. That's a different thing. Oh, that's okay. how we don't want people staring at them that they still... Uh, have uh, have a parent, grandpa, whatever, whatever, whatever the matzav is, and that's ayin har. Oh. Yeah, that's not a bad sam, minister. It's uh, we live in a dar. Uh, they tell me there aren't too many people around left who would see that firsthand. But until very recently, it was very odd and unusual to have grandparents. Period. And these people didn't live as long. They had wars. That it's Baruch Hashem a new phenomenon. Grandparents and the parents, and so. That's a, a wonderful bracha, and it's very good for the Maseira, and it's, uh, it was hard to uh, deal with when uh, everything kept changing drastically and they had to hold on without the people they needed. They made it with uh, flying colors. I think we mattered in the Chukas Hampshire. You looked it up once. Uh, it was, wasn't that bad. It was about a, a ship that came out of a gun battle, and, uh, and they raised their flag. So they passed, and uh, we're the recipients of that. But the fact that we have so many people leaving is used to be my feeling the Ayin Har would be like that yachi like what are you doing here <laughs> I wonder if the Ayin Har wouldn't apply to 100 people like, oh, but that, that became the meaning that's why I'm that's why I'm mentioning that piece of history okay so let's begin with the parameters of how much somebody should be asking for and this is what you're about to look at now is one of the many Makaris we're going to and try to develop it carefully because this hopefully these various sugis will impact the davening for the rest of your life so you have to remember these uh, klolam this short set we uploaded it it's Perik Shvi Brochas Nunam and Aleph it's page one if you're listening and this short piece of the Skamara has a very interesting diak and I'll show you the uh, Pesach it's bringing down which is going to be page two, and I'll show you the Mitzvah's David on it, and I think there's uh, two possible ways to read this Gemara with a big enough Gemina. So the Gemara here is talking about brachas, how to say certain brachas, certain nuschas, certain tefillas, and that might appear interesting or strange to everybody here, because we have Siddurim, printed Siddurim, and everything is, I can't say absolutely streamlined, but pretty streamlined. 
they had different nuschos uh, and different girsos and they had different svaradim ashkenazim and but the words are here ashkenazim but they did bashman esrei they took a thousand years plus of davening of Klai Yisrael where Yechidim did it and they really always made up their own nusach. I'm sure there were many parallels between one tefillah and another but it wasn't streamlined Ashkenazim came to the beginning of Shane, he understood Klai Yisrael as the madrigas go lower you need to streamline it you need to write something up and then you could have different kavanas based on madrigas and then ad lib as, as you see fit you don't have to add anything everything is in the word Ashkenazim I can't overemphasize that we're talking about a lot about private tefillahs because the ace sorrow situation could be triggered in the middle of the day when you're not necessarily davening a Shemad Esrei or it could be put in the Shemad Esrei which is even more powerful when it's an official davening and you might want to f- add things yourself because emotionally sometimes it's easier to connect like that but you don't need it Dachin Yazdala put everything in this Gemara is in the context where apparently either not everybody knew the Nusuch or the Nusuch had some range and the Gemara now is showing you a chili between how an Amaretz says a nusuch, and how a tamachacham says a nusuch. So I gave that small hagdama because I was looking at the Siddur, what's the shayla, how you say a nusuch? Look at the Siddur and see what it says. So, what the Gemara is going to discuss, if you remember when you have the zimun, so the zimun today is typically by benching, not being made to see anybody in the actual brocha. Then, people didn't have benchers, and a lot of them didn't know how to read. So the mazamim would start the preamble and then actually go in, and he'd be made to people, shamayakayna, they would listen. Like chazar sashats, and well, the Shas is made for the same reason, for the Amaratzim, who nobody had a sitter, and they didn't have printing, and, and they said it for them. Nowadays, we still have the Din of Zimun as the preamble, and you're supposed to wait, actually, and hear the words, and say Amen. You can say it concurrently, but you're supposed to hear the words, and say Amen, and say the other ones as well, and Hocha Zimun needs Chizik, but that's not for now. So, the Nusuch, uh, we ask Rishos of the Rabban Rabbanon, and let's see the Gemara now and you'll see um, where this goes because the final line which we're going to focus on is the, the key word is that's the girsa we have and that's the correct girsa but in the time of the Gemara there were some people who had a different version of that word. It's a question of one letter. It's going to make a big nafkamina. So, look at the Gemar. It's about eight lines down. The way a person formulates their brachas, brachas and tefillas, nikr im tamachacham hu im lav. Ketzad. Rebbe aimer ubituvoi harezeh tamachacham. Mituvoi harezeh bar. So, bituvachayinu, what we just read. Preamble dimension. Ubituvoi. We're thanking Kadosh Baruch Hu. Bar Shachanim B'Shaloi. This is already like a, a mini benching already. We even start the benching. Ubituvachayinu. We're living with Hashem's Chesed and goodness. Chesed is uh, not even the best word over here, but we'll use that for now. We're thanking Kadosh Baruch Hu for the food. Ubituvachayinu. So. Atamachacham will say bituvoi, which is how we paskin. Mituvoi, he's a mem. Harezebur. A bor, by the way, is lower than an amaretz. In case you're looking for my dragas. Amaretz is unlettered. A bor is like uncouth. If you pick a, a word like that, 
meaning he's uh, not just missing information, he has an attitude issue almost. Why is that? So, the Pashkashar over here so far is Bituvoy is with Hashem's goodness. And he showers upon us. We're living and we're existing and we're thriving. Mituvoy, what does that man mean? Mituvoy is from, meaning Hashem could have given us more. He gave some of his taif. So that's the chutzpah. Is it true? Well, Hashem is a kol yacho. He can always give more, but that's a rotten attitude. If he, Hashem could give more, and if we should be getting more, He would have given more. So what we got is ubituvo, not mituvo. Almost reminds you of the Lashanis by Yaakov and Esav. Yeshli Rav, Yeshli Kol. Right? It's the same, it's the same debate. And that's why it's not Stamina Maris, it's a war for Russia. Yeshli uh, Rav means, Esav uh, says, yeah, I have a lot. Panasa could be better, another, another few billion. He was a billionaire many times over by then. He had his own private army. He's running his own private country. And uh, he says, I have a lot. And uh, Yaakovinu had a different attitude. So that's reflected over here. Amalai Baidwab Dimi. Voxiv. Now look at page two. I want to show you the context of this Pasuk. It's amazing. This is four lines of Gemara, but uh, as I warned you, there's going to be a big nafkamina. Speaking of uh, Shmuel, Shmuel Beis, the second Melech that he anoints is Davra Melech, and Davra Melech goes on to be the first Melech Yisrael that keeps the job in the family, and he's told in this Navu, in this Perik, that he has a promise that the line of Malchus David will always be there. It's also warned that if you have some kings don't do the right thing, they're going to be punished, but they're not going to lose it after that. As opposed to Shaul, who was a big tzaddik, because of his mistakes, he lost it. He wasn't supposed to be king in the first place, the wrong shavit, not a raid on that, but he lost it, and the other kings are not supposed to be there in the first place because had everything gone smoothly, you'd only have Malchus Yehuda and one Malchus, when it's split to Malchus uh, Yisrael. So those kings, as soon as they were of Devarazar, most of them were, they did not deserve to stay. Some of them had small schism in other areas, so they got the malucha for a generation of two or three or four just to get paid back by Elamazel, like Achav, a lot of power. And that wasn't good for them. It was Kosh Baruch Hu Peishar, but he did tshuva, then he slid back. So they don't have a guarantee it's going to go to their children and grandchildren as a line. The Malchus Beis David will exist, Ad Bias Gold Sedik Vad Bechlal, and even if some lose it and get punished in between, they're still going to have it, which is what we just said in Kiddush Levana, and what we just said in Shemana Esri Amayrof, Mincha, Shacharis, and it's reflected all over the place. It's a very important aside. If you recall, the uh, Briskorov points out that the Ramam of the Perish Meshnais and Chelik says not only he has a list of the Yud Gimel, what became now in the Siddha Shorva and the Yud Gimel Animamas, but he has a little paragraph on each one. And he says that one of the Yud Gimel Animamas is Bias HaMashiach, and he includes there that it's not Stam the Gula, it's that the Gula has to come from Machaz Beis David. And he says not Stam Machaz Beis David, but from Shlomo Melech. David Melech had a lot of children. And there were other people in the line of descendants. And remember we had a discussion here why that's so important, why that pride is important, that his, his Avera with Basheva had a Tikkun because Shlomo was the result and the Dafka has to be through him to show that Tikkun 
And even though there were other people in between who didn't do the right thing, but it snapped back when they did the right thing. So all that information is in this parak. David Melch is told when he asked Nelson Navi after the wars were over, he wants to build the base of Mikdash. He's planning his whole life to build the base of Mikdash. All the money, all the booty from the war was put aside for Binyan Abayis his whole life. And David Melch fought many wars for many years. And finally, as the Pasik says, build the base of Mikdash. And David Melch realized, Baruch Hashem, the hostilities are over. Now is the time to build the base of Mikdash. So he asks slash tells Nasan, I think uh, it's a Bizayan, the Aaron Kaidish is behind the curtain and I'm in a fancy palace. We should build it. The time is now. We have to do it. Nasan thought it was a great idea because it was a great idea on paper and it seems to fit into the Pasik. If you remember, Nasan Navi says, fantastic, and he went home for the evening and he gets an Avua that night, get up in the middle of the night and go back to David Melch and tell him that he's not building it. And go now in the middle of the night, which is, I can't say an ungodly hour, because that would be a very bad, uh, actually is very, uh, <laughs> very apropos that you see the hour is ungodly if Hashem tells you to go. So, Kosh Baruch said he's a Zorus and he's going to start planning and he's got the committee up, it's three in the morning and you better go. And he walked in and David Malch was taka awake planning. And he told him the Nevoah that you can't build it, the reasons are debated by the Mepharshim. He fought the wars, and uh, David Melch heard that reason. He said, I fought all the wars for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Muhammad's Mitzvah. He says, every war, everybody you killed was a carbon lefani, but the person building Beis HaMittish has to be your son, who will not have to lift a sword. And just different roles. Nothing, they're all, it's all good. And that was the first part of the Nevoah. Can you imagine the shock and dismay? But David Melch was David Melch, and he recovered. And Amuna means like Be'el- Eliezer Ebed Avram, not what you think you want to do, it's what HaKosh Baruch Hu wants you to do. He recovered very quickly, and he was makabal. The second part of the Nevoah, the same Nevoah, at the beginning of this parak, was about the future of Malchus Beis David, and that you're not going to build a base of but your son will, and you can have a grandson, and a great-grandson sitting on the throne, and it's going to be Adgal Sedek. So the second part of the Nevoah was like, I can't say like an Ahama, it was, it's coming anyway, but it was about how much you succeeded and you're going to get everything that you need for Siat Tashmaya and it will continue to last and it's never going to be broken and it's yours. That was the Nevoah. The second part of the parak, which I'll focus on now, is David HaMelch Tefillah to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He went to the Aaron right before the Aaron and he started davening to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for such an incredible Nevoah, the best Nevoah anybody could ever have, that they now got a schar, forget Olam Haba, we're not forgetting that. That's the main schar. But by the Mazeh, he's promised now something nobody else ever got. There's no guarantee for anything. He got a guarantee, even though on an individual level they still have the chira, and they can use it. So the first part of tefillah, we had more time, but I think it's, uh, it's already on, uh, on the system. Uh, he thanks HaKosh Baruch Hu, and at the end of the thanking of the tefillahs, he ends the parak and he ends his tefillah with a very, very heartfelt tefillah, which you're going to have questions on, and we're not going to deal with this part now, but he basically puts in the tefillah that all his descendants should be tzaddikim, which, stam how you have a tefillah like that? We have a lot of tefillahs like that. They have bechira. The answer is they have bechira, and we should spend a lot of time davening for our children and grandchildren, and uh, friends and neighbors, and it uh, gives them siyat tashmaya. Like Buria told our mayor, dav for them, there's still a bechira, but uh, every siyat tashmaya helps. So he's going to do that now, and you'll understand why that introduction was important. Stop.
Uh, yeah. Got a, a guarantee beforehand. So, yeah, that was the only other guarantee that eclipsed that. That was the guarantee that you're the Amanifcher. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Eretz Yisrael. And the Amanifcher and the Makamanifcher. That's true. But within individuals in Kalei Yisrael, this is not only the second best, it's the only other example. I, the other example is Aaron, but Aaron was sort of selected and it was understood as going to be with that. So, Aaron is similar to that, but it wasn't, it, it was obvious. Now, Aaron and Bonov are picked and Either a Kayani or not a Kayani is taken out of Shevet Levi and, and separated. So that's the third example. And it was due to his chusim and his godless that he was picked. So those are the three examples. The Amma Nifcher, the Shevet Nifcher, and the Melech Nifcher, if you'll, you'll say. But that's, uh, that's, that's about it. And everybody else has to um, keep davening. But David Melech understands over here that he got a promise. We would say, okay, stop davening. And that's never the reaction. And this will get... Whatever you get from the tefillah, whatever answer you think you got and you see in your lifetime, just means keep davening. fine, but you gotta keep davening. And David Melch understood that, and I want to focus on two pesukim over here. Chavches, ata Hashem alakim. So Shmuel Beis, Perikches, Pasek Chavches, page two of your copies. Ata Hashem alakim, ata hu alakim, dvarecha yemes, v'tadaber el avdecha es atayva hazais. That's a tefillah that it should continue, it should come true. He wasn't doubting it would come true. It was a tefillah that they should be zeichet to all this bracha. Pasach haftes. Ve'ata hayel uvarech es beis avdecha liyaz liyelon lufanecha. This is in Bruchnius. You gave a bracha that the Malchus uh, Beis David would stay in the family, the Maluch would stay in the family. Ki ata Hashem alakim dibarta umi bir so his parting tefillah is like Amen Ken Yiratzon that the Siyat should continue and not only do we have his promise that it will stay in the family more or less his davening is that it should stay more rather than less and every individual should be zeichet to it now looking after you finish Shmuel and Malachim did that come true? much better than Malchai Yisrael not such a Chiddush maybe? Uh, there was some good Malchi Yisrael, but the averages here were much better, far from perfect. But everybody has Bechira, so that's not a stira. You still have to daven and daven and keep on davening, and it adds Shmanzmas especially a Tila from David Amel. Take a look at the Mitzitah's David, apropos, and Chavtes in the bottom. Ata, So, that can be read one of two ways. David Melch is accepting that he's not building the base of Mitish. He's not going to daven to undo that. And he has a promise to exactly the Meluchas. He's not davening on the fact that the Melucha will be his. Ulam Sha'elasihi, so David Melch is continuing, he says, I have one request. This is the classic tefillah of a father for his descendants, that they should continue to go b'derech ha-teira, Notice how he's calling it chesed. You'll see tomorrow night why I'm showing you that word. Chesed, pashas is something that you didn't necessarily deserve and you couldn't demand, and it's not coming to you. So this would fit. David Amalek got it because he was David Amalek. So he worked hard for it. But still, David Amalek recognizes there is no Gzeris that it has to be from him. 
So he recognizes that as a chesed. Chesed is definition something goes famous or something. Kiata nibarta v'liyashiv reikam. David is talking to Kosh Baruch Hu. Vav eshal shabeis avadecha yevarech mivircha secha liyelam liyos yere Hashem v'chayshvei shemay. So there's a lot of discussion about this. David, somebody else have yere shemayim? The answer is yes. And we have examples of it. Does that mean they're going to have Yerushalayim? Nothing is guaranteed. It means it'll give them what's yet The main aspect of giving somebody Yerushalayim is having Yerushalayim in the house and being the of them with Yerushalayim. It's a lot easier sometimes to just daven for that and not practice it. The davening is transit You have to show it. Davino did that already, so now he's davening. Sorry. Yeah. The Rav said that he didn't want it. He said that he's not going to daven. It was a, he's not going to daven about the general promise that it won't leave the line even if one is bounced out, so to speak, because he did something wrong. Right. But that is not, he's not going to daven. He says the promise that it's going to be there back, it's going to snap back, is there. So that he's not going to daven for. But he's not going to daven for the fact that he can't build a better Mikdash. No, so that, I think, is also included in this. And you see earlier in the parak that he didn't, he accepted that. But now he's davening that every individual should be part of that line and be zeichet to it. And um, this is Dov is explaining that he's beferish, davening that they should maintain and grow the Yerushamayim and their adherence to Torah and, and all the things that we want in ourselves and in our descendants. But he's davening for it, even though that's not a steer, it's a davening. And the Chavaz Chaim and Mishabur points out, he should daven for the children and descendants all the time. And he points out certain places like Bechzatera which hopefully when we actually start Shacharis, so we're going to explain at length, and the end of the Volatzeon, there's certain points where it's Beferish referring to uh, the descendants. Why didn't he tell them that he should be Zohar to build the Beit HaMidosh, the same way he's... No, it's it, because he understood, whatever the reason is, the reason told over in one Medrash is, you're a man of war, it has to be a man of peace, and David said, but I did that for you, Muhammad's Mitzvah, and the the answer will take a, would take a few hours to explain, but it's a different role. It's not a question of he didn't do anything wrong, and it was all the shame shemaim. But it's a different, uh, you know, knives are important. I'll give you an example. Knives are very important. They cut meat, and they cut challah, and they cut. Uh, you put one near the mezbeach, you're in big trouble. What's so bad about it? Lasana barza, what's so bad? It's used for good things. All mitzvahs. We're cutting animals, shafting carbonus, and we're eating challah. answer is it, it's all good. It doesn't belong near a mezbeach. So it's a different, uh, different schmooze. But Moshe Davin, that he should be able to go into Eretz Yisrael. And that didn't work. Chizkiyahu yeah. left Davin, that he should be able to... Uh... He actually, Davin, and I'm sure he put uh, Menashe in the best chadarm, hired the best uh, rabbeim. But that's cool for the lesson. Kasha Dach means, it's not your business. You Davin and do the chinuch. It usually works. When it doesn't work, it's not your problem. So, so Davin Amal Do is showing us the importance of, after a whole long... Perik, and this is uh, one of his most uh, passionate uh, tefillahs in terms of it wasn't an Eitzaraf, I cared. Tillam is written often when he's almost about to get killed. <laughs> and that was Davin Amalek, and it's fine as he never lost uh, his Yeshiva Das, and he always Davin, and the Hillam is full of that, and Navi's full of that. This was at the, almost at the end of a career, like he got to the point, he's, he thought, now I've got to build Beis Mitzvah, that's the finale of the Gula Shlema. Shem said, it's not you and not yet. That's based on that, that he was Makabal. So, again, the uh, last line, this Mitzvah is David. I want to get to the Shaila and you'll understand why this is important. 
is his tefillah for their general Yerushalayim, the general Avodah, Lechas Peser not referring to the Tamater, obviously that's a big part of it, Tamater, connected to Kulam, and you'll see in a moment why I'm pointing that out. Let's just see in the next uh, minute or two, the next line of the Gemara, so at least I will show you what the Shaila is going to be. So again, the Gemara started off, started off, Rebbe says, Uvituva is a Tamachacha, Mituva is a bore, he's like complaining, you only gave me part of your tithe, why can't I have more? Not satisfied. So I'm going to and it quotes this Pasik, and notice in the Pasik, again, you can look at the large print, besides looking at the side of the Gemara, it says, Mi Bircha Secha Yiverach Beis Avdecha So why is these a man? sounds like you you have given and you'll continue to give from your brachas but that's the boor not the tamachacham sounds like you want more so if that's illegal and that's a chutzpah so why does David Melch use that lushan in his tefillah that's the Gemara's kasha the Gemara answers b'shei l'shayni he says he's talking about I don't know if we're going to have time to go through this now he had a um, request. And if he's asking, he's asking in a way where he doesn't want to ask for too much. He didn't mean there's a chutzpah. He meant, I want part of it, meaning I have a chutzpah to ask for more. Rashi explains it's like an honey standing by the doorstep and he's so uh, full of shame and he's so uh, fragile and the uh, usher opens the door and he, like, he doesn't want to look at him he always just ask can I have a small piece of bread he doesn't ask for a coca sandwich or pickles so doesn't mean he's not thankful he doesn't get part he's asking Shayla, he's asking for something so should you ask for full bracha or uh, some part thereof so the Gemara says David is asking he doesn't want to ask for too much because he's asking if you look at Rashi Mitzvah Rezabur Go down uh, around two lines. Shamayit betagmulo shamakom damashma davar muot kadechayim. So the boor says that uh, he's taking away. You only gave me part of your your uh, toiv. And then the gemara points out that David Melch had the same mem. B'shei l'shayni Rashi says shashol shol ka'ani al pesach she'eno merim roish l'shol shed l'gedela. He's timid. He's like asking. He doesn't ask too much. That itself is a chutzpah. When you're thinking, you should think for the full amount. To which the Gemara asks, this is the last line, Vaksev hacher pichav amaleu. That's a famous Pusik. Hacher amaleu is, when you ask, ask big. You open your mouth, you fill it up completely. So, sounds like you're allowed to ask big. You don't have to ask timid like an ani at the door. So, which is it? To which the Gemara answers, Who bedivrei teriksiv? It's extremely nagea. That's the whole Gemara. Who be says when it comes to Torah, Talmud Torah, ask big. Don't just ask. I'd like to know the sugya. I want to know ganshas. But I want everything. That's so so important. Ask big. Gashmias. Don't ask big. No. So Davramel going back to the kasha from the pot. Davramel was asking for a ruchnius kasha. What was he asking for? Does that fit into the kasha they had? So that's exactly the point I want to get to. Is it is when the Gemara answers who is that specifically Talmatera or is Talmatera represent Ruchnius? Is there other ways to say you could have said but mitzvahs Ruchnius Hashem? Talmatera sounds very specific, like you're suggesting. Why should that be though? 
that's the question. Uh, we'll go over this last part tomorrow because I rushed through it the last two minutes. We got it on Marif, uh, and we'll pick it up then. And you'll see uh, you're already seeing why it's so important for this uh, Shiloh.